This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty is brought to you by Top of the Muffin to you. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty, the number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is episode 98. Today's guest is a veteran of stage and screen. She appeared in two Seinfeld episodes as Rebecca De Mornay in the bookstore and the muffin tops, Sonia Eddy. Thank you for listening. If you dig it, please pass it on. Follow us on Twitter at This Thirsty. Follow us on Instagram at This Thirsty. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Episode 98, Sonia Eddy. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This episode 98. Today's guest is a veteran of stage and screen. You know her from those who can't ER primetime Glick and on general hospital of, and of course she played Rebecca de Mornay in two Seinfeld episodes, the bookstore and the muffin tops. Please welcome Sonia Eddie. Sonia, thank you for joining. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Sonia, this is uh, this is a treat for us. So, Take us back. Muffin Tops aired in May of 97. Um, yeah. Can you believe it? So I know it was a long time ago, but tell us a little bit what you remember, uh, maybe about the audition process. I know this is this was an interesting one where they kind of rewrote the episode a couple days before. So I'm curious oh, if if that played you- a part. <laughs> <laughs> Will you tell us? Hey, you guys are good. <laughs> okay, uh, went into the audition. There had to be 50 other people that were auditioning for the same role. Um, I don't remember what I did, but I made Jerry laugh. Huh. So, yay. And then Larry laughed too. So that was even better. <laughs> That's great. Oh, so Larry, Larry was on set because that was season eight. He was not on set. He was in the audition. Oh, oh interesting. In the audition, if I remember, he was in the audition. He didn't say anything, but he was there, and he laughed. If I, yeah. <laughs> we Definitely. have heard that a few times that he was on. He was around during those other seasons. Yeah, he was around, but he, you know, I don't think he was doing anything official. Right, and, and, and was was your name Rebecca De Mornay in the script at the time of the audition? Um, I don't think her her last name. Oh, seriously, dog. <laughs> I don't think her name was Daymore. Her last name was Daymornay at the time. I think they came up with that a little later during the rehearsal process. And then I remember Jerry saying to me, what do you think about us calling you Rebecca Daymornay? And I said, number one, you've got to be kidding. Number two, I love her. And number three, do you think you're going to get sued? (laughs) (laughs) Was there any backlash or no? Probably not, right? Because it was Seinfeld. No backlash. Um, I know that they were trying to, they they were trying to get her to come to the show. And I don't know to be on the show or to be in the audience and then you know, be a little treat for the audience. I don't know what their line of thought was for that, but it didn't happen. And I was kind of bummed out. Hmm. So 50 people is the audition. So I know you did, you know, you did some 90210, some Saved by the Bell. So you were doing a lot of, 
kind of sitcoms and some dramas, obviously, early in your career. So, like, just tell me, like, how, so was it Mark Hirschfeld, like, the casting director? Like, how how they find you for this role? Um, you know, Mark, I don't know how Mark found me, to be honest with you. <laughs> I really don't. I was just happy as hell that he did. Right, right. <laughs> because that man brought me in for everything that he was casting. And oh, you know, I was you know, incredibly blessed to work a few shows up under him. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we couldn't imagine anyone else playing Rebecca. Obviously, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, But, I mean, you just really, I mean, took over that role. It was unbelievable. So, I guess... Um, yeah, tell us a little bit. So the audition happened, and tell, then obviously you got the call. You you were coming, you were coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, so how was it on set? Obviously, you know, season eight, well established, right? Oh, oh, Number yeah. one show on television, the whole thing. Um, tell us a little bit about kind of the vibe on the set compared to what you were kind of used to early in your career. Well, I tell every single person that the day that I get my own show, I'm going to run my show like Jerry Seinfeld did, because. I have never and still have yet to be on a set where everybody was pulling equally hard to make it a great show. And they all wanted to do it because everybody loved Jerry. And Jerry knew everybody's names. It was I, I was I was flabbergasted because usually they know who they see every day. But they don't know maybe the the PAs that you know get turned out left, right, and center. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just swapping them in and swapping them out. But he was he was really good at that, and he was a really good. I thought he was a really good captain because he made everybody feel important, Very which cool. I feel in and of itself. And you could you could just see it. You, the the show ran like a well-oiled top. I know that people use that all the time, but I, I, there was no hitches in, in their giddy up at all. It was, it was amazing. And yeah, it was I mean, a lot. <clears throat> that's great to hear. I mean, we have heard that in the past, but just hearing it too, this was without Larry there. So Jerry had complete control at that point And really, uh, you know, it sounds like he made sure everyone was doing what they were supposed to be doing. Um, <clears throat> that's, that's, that's great to hear. Yeah. We, we always talk about how they let the, uh, the guest star shine, no matter what the role is. Um, you know, and you're, you're, you're seen, you know, he steals the show for sure. I mean, the way, you know, you're yelling at, uh, you know, um, Lippman and, and Elaine in just the muffin tops, I guess we'll start with, um, you know, how much fun was that working with, uh, Julia and, and, uh, Richard fancy. I have again, here I go again. I have not run into somebody that generous. Julia wrote that line. Oh, really? About the chicken skins. And lobster shells. She could, but she wrote it as she gave it to me. She said it needs to come from you. I was like, okay. She that the only other set that I've been on that was that generous as far as other actors was Third Rock from the Sun, Mm. because they all understood they were only as good as the new people. You know, there was no weak link allowed. They made you, they not made you, but made you want to do your best because all of us were important. There there was no, there was no unimportant. There was no small part, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. So, yeah, John Lithgow, yeah. So tell us a little bit. So I know I mentioned this earlier, but so 
the audition, did you, because tr- rumor has it, Spike Ferrison kind of rewrote the Muffin Tops into the show just a couple days before. So did you, literally, did you, did they literally audition you and then like taping happen the next day? I mean, tell us a little bit about that. I was, I actually got, that was one of the few that I actually got to be there for the whole week and, you know, from top to bottom. Mm. So we had the first day or two, I believe. And in the middle of the second day, we took an extra long lunch, came back to a whole different script. I'm like, (laughs) what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you, did you like, did you read for a completely different part? No, it was a, it was a. She was the same kind of person. Oh. Kind of changed it up a little bit, if memory serves, because it was a minute. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what's what's interesting is you were working at the homeless shelter, so they wrote that in, and that that same character came back later. So I'm glad. Good for you they changed that script that week. Well, that was wonderful that they changed it, and that was for an actor to come back in the same role, that's like, all right, yo, they liked me. <laughs> but, you know, we right. like that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> was that, was that just as simple as, hey, we got, we, we want you back and they called you like that week and, and then you came in for the bookstore? Um, If I remember correctly, Spike said, we love what you're doing and I think we're going to have you back. Oh, wow. Even that, okay, that's awesome. I just, uh, I, and that was, that was right when we were trying to figure out the chicken skins and lobster shell line because there wasn't anything there. Mm-hmm. They knew that I needed to have something, but they couldn't figure out what they were going to put in as you know, as a refuse for the you know, in comparison to the muffin tops, right? right. right? <laughs> so while Julia was off with uh, Jerry and they were you know in the corner with Andy trying to write this line, um, Spike came up to me and he said, "Yeah." Jerry's really liking what you're doing and and I'm liking you too. So we're probably gonna have you back. And I just looked at him. I was like, well, that's great. You know, because you hear that, right? Right. And it never happens. And then when it happened, I almost lost my mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the time you couldn't do better. Right. Than- of course. Yeah. This is 97, 98 prime Seinfeld. I mean, yeah, so you come back for the bookstore, and you have another line in that one with the. I always thought it was an uh, just an interesting line. The punch in the brain was that, that in the script? Was that that was written like that? Punch in the brain. I always that, found that one fascinating because I know you have an improv background. I didn't know if that was uh, any of that was improv with uh, with George. Exactly, with and that's that's what happened. You know, I think that they Spike found out that I do, did a lot of the improv when I was in college, mm. and they're like, "Well, we need to use that." So they were just throwing things at me and say this. Say that. Say it like that. Say this. Okay, you know, and it was a complete shock and surprise because they waited until the audience was there for that. And it was the the, the line that got the biggest laugh. That's the yeah. one that went. You know? Yeah, I would say, you know, from the two shows, you had the lines with the biggest laugh. I mean, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty unbelievable. And you got to work with, a, you know, a scene with obviously Elaine and then a, a scene with George. Um, I don't know. Were there differences between the two um, or just like just pure professionalism as we, as we hear from everybody? Julia is she's just a sweetheart. She's just a sweetheart. But Jason was fun, too. You know, he was he was kind of a little bit more like working on a Broadway show. 
Yeah, it's yeah. his background. Yeah. yeah, he was very more, he was a, a little more serious in his approach. And I think that because Julia came from SNL, she was right. able to be juicy a little bit more with it, you know? And I think she understood where I was coming from in terms of you know, performing. So it, that, it was still fun. It was just different approaches. So if you had to pick a favorite scene, I know it's like picking your favorite uh, favorite child. But what what uh, which one do you like? You like Muffet Top? Sounds like I can't I can't pick, man, because they were both so much fun to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think that the 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 jumping over the counter and punching in the brain probably is my favorite one. If I had to, if somebody had a gun to my head, I think I might choose that one because the follow up was Here I Come. Yeah, right. That was right. a great, like, just ending to a scene. And then seeing seeing George dash out there, that was right. That was for me. That was the because I did a lot of physical comedy back in the day, and so that was if I had to. That was showing me doing more of what I really enjoyed doing. That's you know threw me back to college is what I'm trying to say. So you know nostalgia. <laughs> right, right. You go ahead. Was it? Was there, uh, I don't know, because you were still young in your career, right, at, at that time. Was there any, you know, this is a number one show. Was there any, it sounded like Jerry made everyone feel comfortable, but was there any kind of intimidation coming to, to a set like that? Yeah, you're going into, you know, you've got some of the funniest people on the planet on that show, okay? <laughs> and then Michael Richards was, you know, I loved his character. so. It was intimidating as hell to be on the set with him and just watch him do what he does, you know, because um, there was he. If I have to say anybody had less effort on doing anything, he didn't really have to think about what he was doing. He just did it, which was fascinating from an actor's perspective, watching another actor do their thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to be to be on that set, I felt like I had been vetted in a way. Just like, okay, now I know I'm funny. Because up until then, I didn't really realize I was funny. But if right. I can have folks and still get a laugh, I must be okay. Maybe a little bit better than okay. Yeah, and they brought you back. That's another, uh, you know, notch. And, exactly. uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's almost, it, was, it was definitely a learning experience as well. You know, oh. being there the whole week and watching them. The way, like you said, if you had a show, you would you would run it like Jerry, watch him like a Richards. You know the way he he went about his business. Um, um, you know it's interesting too because you were also in um, in Larry David's movie, which yeah. came out around the same time as your two episodes. I was trying to figure out the time frame there. Which which sort of well, came first, and how did that come about? The sour grapes. <laughs> Larry, I told you, Larry saw me in the audition, and then when I went in to audition for Sour Grapes, Larry said, "I remember you." I wanted you. When I saw you, I knew, yeah, that's her. That's her. <laughs> he said, I just, he says, you got the part. I just want to see you do your thing. I'm like, Larry David just said he wants to see me do my thing. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> you know, and then when I went to go shoot Sour Grapes, my mother was with me. Um, I brought her to set. They let me bring her to set. And my mom, he treated my mom like a queen that whole day. It was amazing. 
and she got to sit next to him while he was directing and she got to, you know, it was just a, it was a big experience for her because she had never had that happen to her either. Um, she got to really understand and see what I do for a living, you know, because as an actor out here trying to make it, you can explain all damn day, but people don't get it. Right. <laughs> Until they actually see it. And then they still might not get it. Right. <laughs> but my mom, you know, once she saw that, she realized, and then she had a respect for what went into making a, a you know, a sitcom, you know, or a movie. Because, you know, that at that time, it was because it was a film, she hadn't seen that before. So, um, that was a sour grapes was special because of that. Well, in addition to that, I guess it's said, cause I had a lot of fun. Wow. That's, that's a great story. And how, so take me, and you have a, a nursing degree. Is that right? No, I do not. I studied to be a nurse. I don't know what we, Wikipedia is thinking. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's not the first is, time we've got something wrong. Not, not first time, but like you study, but yet you played a nurse on like a million things. Okay. So maybe you should. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, so at least now I know how to say the words. I know how to really approach giving a shot. I really know how to take a pulse. I, I know how to do those things and be real in doing it because I was doing it to do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, it, so Larry, it's, it's funny. So Larry David and, 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 uh, and Jerry, so these two massive, you know, Hollywood guys, but it felt like just kind of a, as Jerry, he's explained it over the years, like he wanted to make a homemade show. Just he wanted everything small. It sounds like Larry did the same thing. It's incredible that he kind of, you know, had your mom on, mom on set and, and kind of showcased what you do. That's, uh, I mean, that, that's just a tribute to you, how, what an effect you had, uh, you know, on these guys. So, uh, you know, hats <laughs> off. So our guy, the scene, we have, we've, been, we've mentioned him, but Richard Fancy, I know he's on General Hospital as well. Mm -hmm. Um He's one of our all-time favorite Seinfeld, you know, guest stars, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about him. Um, I'm assuming you guys talk about your Seinfeld experience as well from General Hospital. I'm curious your relationship with him. No, you know what? Here's the thing. I very rarely get to work with him mm -hmm. because I'm always in the hospital. You know, and you don't see my character outside of GH very often. So when I do see him, you know, it's really, hi, how you doing? Everything all right? And we pass each other in the hall on the way from and on the way back from makeup. You know, that that's that's about it. We don't really get to spend a whole lot of time mm -hmm. talking. But, you know, we dig each other. That's about all I can <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, and just, so the two shows you were on, the two episodes of Seinfeld, I mean, we mentioned Fancy, but I mean, the bookstore, you had, you know, Mr. and Mr. Seinfeld, you had Peterman, you had... Uh, Uncle Leo. Uncle Leo. I mean, did you interact with, and, and then obviously on uh, Muffet Top's Fancy and a few others, but did you have interactions with a lot of the, the guest stars as well, being there all week? Um, Actually, no, because the way that they were shooting it, we were on set at different times. And my dressing room was in a different part from where they were because I was I was not a guest star, like a guest lead star like they were. So they were in a whole different place than I was. <laughs> so I didn't see them. Um, and I am a person that when I'm on set, I tend to, uh, what's the word, stress out <laughs> over <laughs> my, I will eat my lunch in my room and be obsessing 
over my dialogue because I want to make sure I get it right. I don't want to be the one to go, uh, <laughs> when is my turn to talk? So, <laughs> <laughs> so consequently, I was not really, you know, I didn't get to really see anybody. I feel like I'm really boring, you guys. No, I'm no, sorry. not at all. This is great. This is fantastic stuff. And, you know, while you're, you just touched on it, so you're preparing for this role, uh, I, I guess we'll go with the, with the, with the muffin top because it's your first time doing the role. Um, mm-hmm. I know you'd mentioned Andy Ackerman earlier when, when him and, and Julia and Jerry were sort of coming up with some lines and things, but I'm curious what between Spike, between Andy Ackerman, and then you have Jerry as well. Um, you know, how much did they give you on the character? You just knew the character right away and you're like, okay, this lady is just no nonsense and I'm just going to go after these two. I mean, you know, what, what kind of, you know, background did you pull in, in your own mind? I just like to know those things about actors, uh, you know, process. <laughs> remember what the i i'm not going to lie to you i can't remember what the the character description was but i do know that i went in with the idea of she's just done with everybody and everything and nobody can say anything (laughs) you know she just wants to deal with you and go to the next one she's just finished because i saw a lot of those women when i lived in new york (laughs) Right, right, right. Yo, ran into a <laughs> stop at Woolsworth. So I was like, you know, I know this chick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I when I did it, I think I reminded them a lot of those women. Right. Yeah, that's a character. Everyone, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. When you meet one of them behind the other side of that counter, you're in their hands and you just know, like, oh, like obviously <laughs> you got you put out your best behavior. Hopefully they don't, you know, just like <laughs> Maybe I'll get away and they won't throw something at my head. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you you put the fear of God into George for sure. And then obviously, you know, uh, Elaine, you kind of stop turning tracks. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, like before, we, I mean, you are an absolute sweetheart, but I feel like your your character is like super intimidating. So, I mean, incredible job. Incredible. Um, Go take any crap. <laughs> No, she don't take any crap. I mean, so well, it's interesting. So we've talked to some other people that um, had successful soap opera careers, and kind of. Uh, I'm always curious, like the the cult fascination, right, with Seinfeld for one, mm-hmm. and and soap operas. Uh, mm-hmm. I've admittedly said I'm a I'm a young and a restless guy back in the day. Come on now, don't, uh-huh. don't ask me why, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious, like, like, but the fan, the fans of General Hospital are like insane. They're incredibly loyal, right? Yeah, but uh, like, and Seinfeld. Similarly, I'm curious, like, and you've you've dipped into kind of both pools, right? Um, I'm curious, kind of differentiations or similarities between the two fandoms, if you will, or or where you're more recognized. Okay, here's the thing. All right, um, I strangely enough, I think I'm equally recognized for both. Yeah, Which it's is crazy. Weird, but like right. cool way. Um, and it's usually dudes that recognize me for Seinfeld. And I know that they are serious about their Seinfeld when they call out the lines. And their favorite one is, I'm going to jump over this counter and punch you in the brain. That's their favorite line. Okay. <laughs> yeah, That's hard to argue. Yeah. There you go. And the ones that are, are rabid about it will take it all the way through, here I come. And, you know, the first time it happened to me, I didn't know what the, it was like, why is it? Because I was done with that role. You know, once I finish it, I drop it. I'm gone. 
Mm. It took me three times for that to happen to me to figure out. Why Eternity. That <laughs> that was 25 years ago, too. I know. Well, it still lives on. I mean, it was happening, you know, about two weeks after the show aired, yeah. right? I didn't mm. know. I, it, I had not had that kind of a recognition level uh, prior to that. So it was, it just wasn't in my my frame of reference to to understand that this is what people do <laughs> when they like what you've done on something. I just thought these who's been smoking something? What's going on? You know, it took me a little while to figure it out. And then it's like, oh, that's why that line sounds familiar because I said that. And right. that's the, yeah, because they don't, you know, or either they was if they said Rebecca De Mornay, I would immediately know. Right. But most yeah. of the time they were screaming the line at me. So that's the the Seinfeld people do that. The soap opera people, the GH people will just scream epiphany and run up to me and, and, and you know, grab grab me and hug me. I again had to learn how to deal with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a personal space chick, you know. And like I said, <laughs> I'm in New York and I come from the East Bay. So you run up on me, I'm gonna pull back. <laughs> <laughs> It took me a little bit. I was like, thank God I didn't cold cock some people. You know, that thing they, Epiphany just knocked me out. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> that wouldn't be good. So, <laughs> so that's, that's the difference. The, the, the Seinfeld people will yell at you from across the street or however, however far they see you. And the soap opera people will run up on you and want to you know, grab your hooks. That's great. That's great. The other, you know, another, you, you were talking about earlier about being vetted, you know, after you're on Seinfeld, you got Larry David's approval, you got Jerry's approval, you got welcome mm-hmm. back. Um, you also worked with another legend, you know, Martin Short with, uh, with Jimmy Glick. I mean, that's gotta be, uh, you know, another one where you must've been, uh, maybe you could tell, I know Jerry was on that show, uh, as well, but I mean, that must've been something, huh? That, that one, I have to tell you blew my mind because I'm an SNL girl. And, you know, I've, I've been with them since the seventies. Right. So I oh, just dated the hell out of myself. But anyway, <laughs> so, so yeah. you look, you look the same. You look 25 years ago. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> you have a really bad filter on your, 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 your screen, <laughs> but uh, working with, with Marty was, Ah, it was it was like being in a master class and being paid to be there. And a lot of the time I would have to catch myself when we were in the scene because I was busy watching him do his thing. And I have to remember, oh, the camera's on me, too, (laughs) (laughs) because I can't believe I'm in a scene with Martin Short. How is this happening? How is this happening? And then, you know, we got to be, you know, friendly. And I remember a couple of times he called, he called to, you know, the apartment and my roommate would pick up the phone. That's when we had landlines. And, uh, you know, this guy named Marty's on the line. First time I was like, I don't know anybody named Marty. Hang up. (laughs) (laughs) And then he would call me on my cell phone. Why'd you have your roommate? I said, are you that Marty? He says, who else do you know named Marty? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, Martin Short called me. <laughs> so there you go. That, you know, he's, he's just awesome. 
ultimate wonderful experience. A lot of fun. A lot of. Fun. So, it's it's evident you are you're funny, you know. Like, but obviously, General Hospital, you know, it's not a comedy. But like, no. do you? So, and obviously, you've been on that a long time. But what do you? What, what's your preference? We we ask a lot of act, actors and actresses like what they kind of prefer, where they shine. I mean, huh. um, and we see a lot of like comedians do well, you know in mm-hmm. dramas right because there's a certain darkness to all comedians if you will right um but i'm curious what you prefer and when like when did you realize i mean when did you realize you were first like really funny and like wow i can do this okay here's the thing i trained to be a shakespearean actor that's where I, mm-hmm. my training comes from i did musicals and shakespearean plays those were the two things i did okay so when I came to L.A., um, I was actually coerced out here because I didn't want to be an actor. And um, when, when, when this person told me, you need to be in L.A. because you'll have a career out there, and my parents said, you need to go, I was like, wait a minute, my parents are telling me to go, go be an actor? Uh, don't forget that law thing. Go be an actor? Oh, I, I think I might need to listen. Mm. So um, when I came out here, I thought, I would be doing a lot of drama because of my Shakespearean background. Right. I did not know I was funny. I did not think I was funny because I'm just like everybody else in my family. There are a bunch of funny, crazy people. So I was just being Sonia, right? I didn't know I was funny until I started getting all these auditions <laughs> for, for sitcoms. And I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't realize it's a lot harder to do comedy than it is to do drama. I, you know, I know guys hear, you hear that all the time, mm-hmm. but it is absolutely true because comedy is about timing. And timing, a lot of times, is something that you're just kind of born with. You can learn it, but it's still kind of, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't yeah. always learn. Or you're just a naturally funny person. I mean, thank God I'm naturally funny. And thank God I finally figured that out. And could hone the gift that I had. Right. What yeah, you, you you recognized it and were able to uh well, I was forced only, to Yeah, I guess, yeah, well, you're thrown into it, right? It kind of you kind of uh you know it's funny you mentioned Shakespeare. I think you were in a comedy of errors, right? At one point yeah. as a production, me and me and Chris starred in our, our fifth grade production of Comedy of Errors as the two okay. twins. Romeo yeah. of uh, yeah yeah we got our picture of the paper and everything there. It was uh, oh. remember that that was our, uh, <laughs> our yeah, I was I was courtesan. And um, you know, I I was in the in the in the newspaper, the Sacramento Bee, when they came because I went to UC Davis, and so when they came to the to the uh, production, they had us you know certain people, and they liked the costume and the way I wore it, so I got to be in that picture on the very, very cool. front. So when 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 were you in? Uh, when did you come to New York, Sony? Like, give us a little bit about that uh, kind of experience. Oh, um, that was when I thought I was going to be a lawyer. And uh, I, I um, was, I had applied to NYU's law school. And I said, if I'm going to go to law school that far away from home, I better know if I like it or not. Because once I go, my parents are not going to be flying me back and forth, you know, because I'm homesick. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided that the only way I could really know if I liked the area was to live there. Well, and a girlfriend of mine had graduated the year before 
And she was living out there working in the advertising industry. And uh, I asked her to let me come and stay on her couch. And I wound up staying for a year and realized I love New York a little too much. I would flunk out <laughs> because I found too much to get into. There's a lot you could do in New York and you don't have to have money right. <laughs> to do it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. heck, you could spend three days in Central Park alone and be <laughs> all damn day. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the Bowery and just like you know, just sit and watch people all day. Right. So I realized, okay, great place for me to live but not so much for the studying. <laughs> so that that's, I here. And I, you know, I hung around with a couple of kids that were, you know, starting out their theatrical careers. And I found, I found those actors to be very strange. They were very weird people. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, I still don't refer to myself as an actor because I don't feel like I'm not dramatic like that. What do, you, what do you consider yourself? Entertainer? What? I'm, I'm just a chick that entertains. You know, this is what I do. I like that. I like that. It takes all the pressure off too, right? You're just having a good time and uh, yeah. doing your as thing. Long, there you go. As long as it's fun, I'll continue to do it. You know, this is really, really something that um, I feel like I was pushed into it. This was a God thing. This was not, this was not a choice. <laughs> I didn't want to be an actor. I tried not to be an actor. So, you know, something bigger had a, a better idea than I did. Mm. Is there so. anything, um, Sonia, you know, before we let you go here, we're coming up on, on 30 minutes. Is there anything? Wow, already? Yeah, I oh. mean, we're having a great time, but I just want to know, is there anything, you know, from your two episodes on Seinfeld we didn't cover that you maybe wanted to, that you remember about it that you kind of just wanted to share? I don't know if there's anything we didn't, we didn't touch on. We didn't ask the right questions or something. I mean, I thought, you know, I really enjoyed working with Jason because um, he was, he taught me, he really taught me how a look can be just as valuable as words. Uh, watching him do what he did in our scene. I noticed that. Um, and Julia, I, I did not know at the time that actors could make that kind of contribution because because I came from the theater, it was like, here's the script. Don't change a word. Go, <laughs> you know, and yeah. watching yeah. her because she was a writer for SNL first. Right. Right. So that's 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 how she approaches things. She just happened to be good in front of the camera as well. And so to watch her do her thing, I just learned watching each of them do their thing. And then Jerry was all of it. Right. And the least the thing he was least comfortable with was the acting. He never considered yeah. it. So even in season eight when you were there later on, right? He really <laughs> walk around and say, I don't know how the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I wonder too if Julia maybe was doing that early on as well, or she just felt more comfortable when you were there in that season eight later years to kind of chime in with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. By yeah. then she she knew what she was doing and right. Um, so you I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's funny. You met like we I mean, we're big SNL fans as well. Like that's you know younger years like that kind of built your comedic following i'm just curious like 
was it SNL? Like what inspired, and you said you had a big family, like you guys are all, you know, crazy. We love it. Right. But mm-hmm. was there anyone like on SNL or that you kind of modeled yourself after, or you were just kind of did your own thing? No, you know, that was just because it was my kind of humor. Um, especially the original players, uh, for me, sure. yeah. Yeah, because I, I got a real kick out of watching um, Murray and, and, and um, oh, my God, Chevy. Ackroyd, Chevy, yeah. Ackroyd, all of them. You know, they were the level well, of a... Rep- a thrill to, sorry to interrupt, it must have been a thrill to work with Jane Curtin then on uh, on 30 Rock. I, I will tell you this. <laughs> she was in front of me. I walked into the makeup trailer. <laughs> she was sitting there with curlers in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> There stared at her, <laughs> and I didn't realize I was doing it. <laughs> and she's like, "Yes," <laughs> and I, I almost said, "Do you know who you are?" But I stopped myself just short. Wow! And you know, never mind. I said, "She's like," she just kind of looked at me, and I walked away. And and I'm sitting in my makeup chair, and I'm like, "I don't believe I just did that." And the makeup artist was like, no, it happens all the time. She's used to it. She just, you, usually they say something, but you stopped yourself. And I'm like, oh, you saw this? She says, yeah, because your eyes got like <laughs> gigantic just before you it. embarrassed yourself. So, yeah, that was, that was, woo, between her and Lithgow, I thought I would explode when mm-hmm. I got on that show. I mean, that was, that was a lot of fun. I've, you know, when I think about it, I've been really, really, really lucky. Very, very lucky. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've been blessed. I think as an audience, we've been blessed to kind of see what you've done in your career and you make us laugh every day. It's incredible, Sonia. So, I mean, thank you so much for the time. Oh, the trip down Lane. <laughs> this is this is a blast, Sonia. Thank you, Sonia. I, I, didn't, I didn't bore you too badly. Oh, no, this was great. This was great. <laughs> You're so much fun to talk to. Thank you. <laughs> All the best. We'll, we'll check you out on General Hospital moving forward, of course. Yeah. Better. I got some good stuff coming up. So come on now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All Thank right. Thank you, Sonia. Thanks a lot. Thank you guys, I had All a lot of fun. So do we. Thank you. Have a great night. All the best. Happy New Year, guys. You too. You too. All right. Good night.